everybody. Welcome back to the Thrillers by the Book Club podcast. I'm Chelsea. Hey, and I'm Olivia. Happy to see our thriller friends today. Um, how's your week been, Chelsea, since the last three days oh ago that we recorded? <laughs> I'm, I'm happy you asked. Oh, the developments that have happened in the mere oh, days since we spoke. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Um, no, they're all good. So my oh, friend, okay. so every year, don't worry, my friend Jordan, every single year for Halloween hosts these murder mystery parties and we always get them from like the same company. Um, So he got this email this week that was like, hey, do you want to be a beta tester for <gasps> our new game? So I know. Cool. And they're like, the old, right? But the only catch is they're like, you have to do it in the next like five days. And so we're, I was like, oh my gosh. So uh, he told me, I think it was, he mentioned it yesterday. So now I'm like throwing together a murder mystery dinner party for this weekend. And I am oh my God. so excited about it. That is amazing. Right? Yes. I um, know. I know. So I, I've done what I was doing for a while till COVID. I actually had an annual murder mystery party where I was doing like a different yes. and then every year had one. Um, so I'm going to need to bring those back because they're just, they're so fun. And the I don't know which website they're he's using but like the websites they just make everything so easy you just purchase like a small little package and the entire thing is ready for you I know I know we we've done them I think it's this is gonna be well I think we've done nine of them at this point and so we've done a ton we kind of know how I know and so this one I'm super excited because I feel like it's gonna be kind of flawed since it's in beta which makes me more excited because I'm like yeah what will we find you know like we're the reviewers <laughs> for this t- this game oh, I'm so hype about it so we're randomly trying to get together like a party and celebrate having this beta game and I'm so excited for it that is so amazing um is there a yeah. theme there is um it's like we're all at the reading of a will of our super rich aunt who died mysteriously and we're all like her relatives that hate each other and one of us probably killed her most likely okay so basically you, know. you guys are playing knives out yeah is that mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah 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 that is but awesome this company's this company is cool because they also like give you a website where you can go and there's clues on there. They give you a oh. video. They give you like all these other things. If you want to kind of get ahead of everyone and research, you can, which I think is really cool. That is very cool. That is very cool. Are you guys um, like, are you serving food? Are you like you a big cook? Like you're going to um, everybody <laughs> or are you like bring your shit or we're going to order a pizza? Um, food theme is charcuterie and appetite. So I'll be making a charcuterie board, um, which is pretty much just throwing crackers and cheese on the board. Um, And that's the vibe. I was like, just bring appetizers because meals are for chumps. Appetizers are the best part of every meal anyway. So let's just eat more of them. Dude, I could not not agree more. I'm going to go on a total tangent really quick. But uh, in October 2020, I had weight loss surgery. So I had it like where they – cut out a bunch of your stomach um, to make Mm -hmm. it really small. And so ever since then, like, I can't really, I can't eat that much, but it's totally fine because when I go out to eat, I'm just like, I'm just going to get appetizers, which is my favorite thing anyway. Because I used to get appetizers, then the meal, then dessert, but now I can only have the appetizer. And honestly, like that and dips, those are my two things. Like I am basically the dude from uh, Only Murders in the Building. (laughs) All I want is just dips. (laughs) Everything is either needed to be dipped or finger food size. 
<laughs> okay, what is your favorite dip? I have very strong opinions on dips, and I do have a favorite, so I'm just curious what yours is. Um, I mean, I pretty much love them all. I do enjoy mm. hummus just as like a mm-hmm. standard go-to. Mm-hmm. But if I go out, I'm more likely to get like a baked um, like oh. kind of thing or uh, like a spinach dip or something, you know, something mm-hmm. where it's like mostly oh it's a cheese. I'm not going to – it's a lot. It's a cheese. A hundred percent. Literally <laughs> last week, my husband and I, our entire dinner was just queso in a skillet <gasps> and we dipped like 40 yes. things in it. So we did yes. – like yes. chips we dip tortillas we did veggies <laughs> we're like this is our meal like we're adults we can eat queso as a meal if we want to and no one can stop totally. us totally oh my I god like yeah it's like this old soup I don't, it's an old soup packet it's sour cream and onion type soup onion soup and you mix it with sour cream yes like a dip have you ever yes yeah yes yes, yes. Oh my that's god. That's the one. <sighs> yeah. It's so good. Yeah, I just I'm obsessed um with anything that's you can dip or um yes. or appetizer, small small servings, anything I can pick up with my fingers. That's yeah. that's my life. Um like if I it was if I had a choice between that and a burger, I would choose that every time. Same. Um, I usually okay. get appetizers as a meal and it's the best. Yeah, it is. It just is and it's cheaper and it's just really delicious. Totally. I saw on, I think it was either on Instagram or I think my cousin posted this on her Instagram story, but she created a, like a kid's charcuterie board and it basically was like grapes and like little cheese and crackers and stuff. But then it was like cookies and um, little candy pieces, like Swedish fish and like little different things like that. And I was like, okay, now that's real cute. Like little mini cookies and stuff. And I was like, I'm into it. Okay. So here's something about me I have a Pinterest board of all different types of charcuterie boards that I want to eventually make and it's like there's a candy one there's a cookie one there's a waffle one there's a taco one there's they're all like they're not like charcuterie boards but it's like there's a Halloween theme one there's one with only like orange and black ones like they're all very specific but I'm super into like taco charcuterie yes like okay yeah Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds amazing. And so amazing. candy, candy is right up my alley. Like a candy or cookie or dessert one. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a yes for me. Yeah. I feel like that would be basically when I saw that, I was like, and the next time I have eight people come over, I'm doing this. Like there will be a normal right. like adult one. And then there's definitely going to be this like ridiculous over the top kid version, which is candy okay, and cookie though, delicious. What? What about the candy and cookie one is not adult? Because I'm an adult and I prefer candy and cookie. Like I don't, I don't think you have the right friends if they don't know that that's the adult charcuterie board. You know what I mean? Fair point. Fair point. You know, I yeah. just feel like you know, I feel a little bit more like classy and put together if I've got like a little bit of goat cheese or Gruyere on on my little um, cracker mm, with the totally, with, totally, yeah. With, not just like string cheese right right yeah so like that just makes me feel like more adult but just don't get me wrong I would definitely be like let's have a fun dessert one too um yeah so and my husband's a gamer so whenever he has like these weeks or weekends where like a new season of his game comes out or a new game or something like that he will go and just stock up on junk food like it is just so much basically I could make him a gamer charcuterie board which is like cheetos and i love onions that and others <laughs> red bull can't like spots okay. <laughs> i was with you until you said funyuns and that's where what? i draw the line funyuns no okay okay 
Were you ever told the myth as a child that you can eat packing peanuts and then you ate one? Or was that just me? No, that's going to have to be just you on this this show. Maybe some of our listeners are with you, but not me. (laughs) Yeah, you guys know when your friend's like, you know, packing peanuts are edible. And I was like, really? I should eat one. So you eat one. They taste just like Funyuns, FYI. There's no difference. There's consistency, taste, (laughs) just tastes like weird fluff with no I just I can't get behind Funyuns I've tried and I tasted them and I said you know what there's better chips I'm not gonna lie yeah I you know I appreciate your point of view I disagree but I appreciate your point of view (laughs) sure 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 no yeah like obviously people like Funyuns because they're still in business but I could get some packing peanuts for free and just eat those and then it would be the same yeah yeah I mean Mm -hmm. I guess that probably nutritional value is probably about the same as well honestly agreed (laughs) Agreed. So that's a life hack for you guys. You're welcome. Eat some packing peanut. No, we don't endorse that. I was just kidding. It was probably unhealthy back then, honestly. Like, thinking back, I'm like, why did I do – like, why did I believe these things? Like, you know, if you eat a watermelon seed, a watermelon will grow in your stomach. Yeah. Yeah. If you swallow gum, it's in your stomach for seven years. And I swallowed so much gum. So much. And I'm like, is my stomach just gum? It's just a circle of gum and that's it? all gum down there. You're just going to start blowing bubbles. Like just- I actually <laughs> did – I was at summer camp and I actually did get a huge piece of gum stuck in my hair one time. Like oh, the back oh, of my head was all no. gum. And I was like, okay, how does this get out? So <laughs> the, it gets out. Don't worry. I still don't have it in my hair. However, the <laughs> key enough. is smothering your entire head in peanut butter um, <laughs> in front of all the other campers. And then they ply it out with – yeah. Mm-hmm. So it came out, but my head was also covered in peanut butter. So I'm like, which one's worse, the peanut butter or the gum, you know? Well, at least they didn't cut it out, right? Like do like a True. big chunk. Because, you know, you've seen like those little kids sometimes where they'll get it stuck in their hair and then the parents are just like, nope, we're just going to go get it cut out. And then they end up with these like super short, you know. You so know, um, so now that you mention it. <laughs> Is that what happened? Okay, no, but I did – no, no, not this time, but another time I had one of those hair wraps where you, like – they were super fashionable in the 90s where you, like, put string around a chunk of your hair to make it into, like, a braid hair thing. I don't know. It was okay, cool back yeah, then. Yeah. Anyway, so my parents were on vacation and my grandparents were watching me and I asked them, I was like, how do I get this out of my hair? And they're like, I don't know. So I cut it off, but it was cutting, you know, all my hair that was in there. And so then I had a big <laughs> chunk of hair missing. And when my parents came back, they were just like, <laughs> it was just a big hole in the side of my head. And <laughs> yeah, I've never recovered from that. I still have that hole, I'm sure, somewhere. <laughs> I feel like that's so traumatizing. (laughs) I mean, I didn't – it was near the back, so to be honest, it didn't make an impact until my mom came and was like, literally, you have a bald spot. And I was like, wait, what? Oh, no. (laughs) She said, I thought I looked good. And she was like, you do not, in fact, look good. You look very bad. (laughs) No, child. No. (laughs) (laughs) I won't say how old I was, but I was too old to cut it off. Let's just put it that way. So, So what did you end up doing then? Did you like just go just ponytails all the time after that? Or did you go like a shortcut? What'd you do? Um, no, I kind of just went with it at that point. I was like, I'm not, right. I'm the kid with the chunk of hair missing. I can rock it. I can do it. I, I don't say, care. I appreciate the confidence of just like, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a look, you know, you want one. Right. It's like when I had to wear an eye patch for six months, it was cool. It was fine. <laughs> 
I pulled it off. Oh my god, these stories are mm-hmm. the best things ever. Oh, I so could go on and on. Like, like I'm, I did. I'm very accident prone. I had to wear an eye patch for half the year in sixth grade because a kid threw a rock and scratched my cornea, and then oh eye patch. Uh huh. Uh huh. And all I got was a I'm sorry apple crumble as a I'm sorry for throwing that at you. And I was like, I need cash or nothing. You know? Yeah. Thanks for this or not. That is hilarious. <laughs> anyway, how was your I'm enjoying week? It. <laughs> um, you know, it's good. I'm I'm actually I'm leaving tomorrow for Hawaii for a week. Very Ooh-hoo! excited to go visit a friend. So, you know, there's always the mad dash right before you go on vacation. I also wanted to mention what you said to me about Lori Vallow's son. So, <gasps> oh um, yes. I know. Yeah, from so Lori Vallow from the Doomsday Mother book and she's coming out they're coming out with a documentary on her and she's that that one cult leader. Her son, her last remaining child after she killed her other two, her last remaining child, Ryan, this week was charged with two counts of domestic violence and sexual assault, um, <sighs> which you sent me and I was like, are you kidding me, Ryan? I know. Are you kidding me? Like, and he His admitted it. He's like, yeah, I did. He totally admitted it. Like, it's not oh like up God. for question. He said, yes, I did. So that is crazy to me that this family continues to be in the spotlight for such negative things. Oh, like, God. first his mom kills his two siblings and then Mm -hmm. now he's arrested and it's just like it's the story that never ends you know what I mean like just keeps going his stepdad was killed his uncle was killed (laughs) it's like yeah his siblings were and then clearly clearly raised by an allegedly crazy person because allegedly sure sure sure. yeah I'm just being really like let's see why for sure allegedly crazy person but uh, and this is how he's reacting and, and acting in the world, which is just you, pe- normal people don't do that. Like there's something that's there that it's very indicative yeah. of his environment. I agree. Although he's a grown ass adult now and be responsible for your own actions, but still like, Oh my God. Yeah. So crazy. It's just, it's painful. And I think it's going to be kind of interesting to see how it plays out because I know that he was interviewed and a big part of the Netflix documentary that's coming out next week. He was a lot of the part of the trailer. They interviewed him. And now it's kind of like, I mean, I I do want to, I want to learn about it, but I don't necessarily want to support it. You know, like I don't want to watch this because you, you watch it thinking he's the only victim who, you know, somehow got out. And now you're like, honestly, you're just as twisted in a way Mm -hmm. because you're able, capable of doing things that your family also could do, you know? Yeah. It's, it is. When I saw that article, I was like, holy, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. I screamed. Oh. I was like, are oh you my God. like, what? <laughs> I knew you would appreciate that. I was like, oh my God, I told Chelsea right away. So, cause. Oh, I did. Yeah. I was like, oh, immediately looked it up. That's wild. <laughs> Um, so good, good news week for sure. Yeah. Did you, have you seen anything about that jogger, Eliza, the teacher? I did. I saw they found her body, right? Yeah. 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 And she was like was, abducted and then they found her body right after, pretty soon after. And they have the person under in custody. Oh, I didn't know that they had the person. Okay. Yeah. I just, they know I just knew about it. them. Um, well, I just saw the reason I was bringing it up is because like that was kind of the more dominating um, headline recently, but um, yeah. that now I've noticed that there are people. I saw somebody on a on Instagram was saying that today that whatever day it was, a couple days later, or whatever. But they were nervous about going running for the first time. Like they were just mm-hmm. like, wait, maybe I 
is it safe for me to go running in my neighborhood How and all sad. this stuff? And I just think, yeah, that's so shitty. It's so fucking shitty. You know what? You assholes out there, stop attacking women for Christ's sake. Yeah. Like, we just want to live in the world. Leave us the fuck alone. Yeah. yeah. Like, we can't do anything without feeling nerd. I was talking to someone about that the other day, actually, because I don't remember why it came up, but I was like, do you know what it feels like to be on edge every time that you're alone? Like you don't, Mm -hmm. you don't know how, what it feels like to constantly be checking out it over your shoulder, to put your keys in between your knuckles always. Like it's what you're taught to survive. Instead of teaching men not to assault women, we teach women how to protect themselves. you. Yes. It's very sad. Like I think everybody should be smart and know how to do things and protect themselves in general. I agree. But I think we need to have more focus on, hey- don't do this and like if you grew i mean there's so many things like did you grow up in an environment that caused you to act out this way and all i don't know all whatever goes into the psyche to make somebody do that but the fact is all women have this feeling of i have to be on the lookout i never know if something's gonna happen and you know I've been assaulted. I know other people, my friends that have been assaulted and doing just simple things like walking down the street. It's just, it's so unfair and so infuriating. Leave us the fuck alone. Like just leave us alone. (laughs) Yeah. It's really sad. And it's just a vicious cycle. You know, there's, it's, it's just really sad that there's no way to get out of it because Mm -hmm. I mean, even if you're looking at the rhetoric online, on social media, like people still blame women and it's like yeah what if that hasn't changed by now it's sad that that's on us because we're not able to get out of this cycle because there's there's no way out you know like we're stuck with this society that treats women like that which is very very sad it is very sad and frustrating and there shouldn't even be a question of can i go running in my neighborhood will i be safe running in my own neighborhood Ugh. agreed men (laughs) so anyway um anyway okay so super fast my husband sent me this thing this is going to be a little more lighthearted um my husband let me see if i can find it he's yeah so he sent me this tweet and it said asking my girl which hospital she's in because someone told me the queen was dying oh (laughs) i like i I love it actually i love that that's hilarious i was like Uh, honestly sad but amazing i'm but amazing yeah i was like i'm always asking that was top tier. I do enjoy that. <laughs> so good. I was like, hmm, yes, I am. Thank you. I'll wave to you as I pass. <laughs> uh, I love it. Um, let's go talk about what's going on with Pub Day. Today is October 11th when our wonderful listeners are listening to our podcast. And we've got a handful of books that are being published today. It's a it's a kind of a low publishing day. I I like had to work to find some of these. Disappointing, uh, but it's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. The rest of the rest of October. So for listeners, rest of the month coming up, we've got some big heavy hitters that are coming out. Um, so that'll be exciting. But yeah, October eleventh is a pretty, um, not not a huge day. But uh, we'll talk about who's coming out today. We have Long Shadows uh, by David Baldacci, which is number seven in the Amos Decker series. We have Distant Thunder by Stuart Woods. Get ready. Number 63. 
in the Stone oh Barrington gosh. series. Oh, this is another wow. series that my mom read when I was in high school, and I was like, 63, what is going on? Like, to be honest, that's overkill. I don't I don't see myself following along with a book series for 63 books. <laughs> Not me either. I mean, I support it. I love it that people do. Great for them. That's just totally. Yeah, that's- that's a lot for me to, to. It's a lot. Um, and then I've got actually another one. This is a series I had never heard of, but I actually think it sounds really interesting. This is number three in a series, the Cash Black Bear series, uh, which is a native crime series. It's called Sinister Graves by Marcy Rendon. So it's set in the 1970s. And a snowmelt has sent floodwaters down the fields of the Red River Valley, dragging the body of an unidentified native woman into the town of Ada. The only evidence the medical examiner recovers is a torn piece of paper inside her bra, a hymnal written in English. And, oh, I looked it up how to say this before our session and I forgot. Ojibwe? Oh, Oj. <laughs> Dang it. Sorry. It's okay. Pause for a it's totally fine. I know, but I don't want to, I want to make sure I say it like respectfully. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just one second. Uh, the only evidence the medical examiner recovers is a torn piece of paper inside her bra, a hymnal written in English and Objiwe. Cash Black Bear is a 19-year-old Objiwe woman sometimes who sometimes helps the sheriff Wheaton, her guardian, on his investigations. Now she knows her search for justice for an anonymous victim will take her to White Earth Reservation, a place she once called home. Um, she happens upon two small graves in the yard of a rural speak-in-tongues kind of church. Cash is pulled into the lives of a malevolent pastor and his troubled wife, while yet another native woman dies in a mysterious manner. So like hmm. maybe some sort of cultish kind of vibes and like native uh, Native American crime series, which I thought this sounds really good. Yeah. So again, that one is called Sinister Graves by Marcy Rendon. Um, the next one is Little Eve by Catriona Ward. Oh, yes. Yes. So that is the author of Last House on Needless Street. Uh, did you read that book? I did. It's okay. like horror, though. It's not a thriller. Yeah. It's it's definitely a more horror style. Right, right. And it's like told from the point of view of the cat or something, right? I think. Yes. I, I have it on my shelf, but I haven't read it yet. Um, <laughs> but I hear good things. So for yes. those who have that reference, Little Eve by uh, Catriona Ward. Eve and Dinah are everything to one another, never parted day or night. They are raised among the children, a community of strays and orphans ruled by a mysterious figure they call Uncle. All they know is the Grey Isle of Altanhara, which sits in the Black Sea off the wildest coast of Scotland. Eve loves the free, savage life of the Isle and longs to inherit Uncle's power. She is untroubled, saved by her dreams of soft arms and a woman singing. Dinah longs for something else. Uh, something other than what they, their lives. The Scottish clan is preparing to bring about the end of the world and its rebirth. One person will inherit all the power and everybody wants to honor. Eve is willing to do anything for that distinction. So another nice. cult, culty book. This one's set in Scotland. Love a cult book. Yeah. Love it. And the last one, we have another horror. See, there wasn't a lot of thrillers this week. So another horror, mm-hmm. The Hollow Kind by Andy Davidson. Yeah, so this is Nellie Gardner is looking for a way out of an abusive marriage when she learns that her long-lost grandfather, August Redfern, has willed his turpentine willed her his turpentine estate. 
turpentine estate, whatever. Uh, she throws everything she can in a bag and flees to Georgia with her 11-year-old son, Max, in tow. It turns out the estate is in a decrepit farmhouse on a thousand acres of old pine forest, but Nellie is thrilled about the chance for a fresh start for her and Max, and a chance for a happy home that she never had. So it takes her a while to notice the strange scratching in the walls, the faint whispering at night, how the forest is eerily quiet. But Max sees what his mother can't. They're no safer here than they've been in South Carolina. In fact, things might even be worse. There's something wrong with Redfern Hill. Something lurks beneath the, so the soil, ancient and hungry, with the power to corrupt hearts and destroy souls. Is it, it is the true legacy of Redfern Hill, a kingdom of grief and death, to which Nellie's own blood has granted her the key. Ooh. Yeah, so almost, like, I instantly get Amityville horror vibes from that. Yes, that sounds amazing. Yeah, so that, uh, again, is the, the Hollow Kind by Andy Davidson. So congratulations to all those authors on your publications today. And um, hopefully, readers, you found something new to pick up. Love it. All right. Those are some really good ones. They are. Um, I can go into my book. We want to start there? Yes, please. Okay. So let me just start at the beginning to say I am so excited about talking about this book. So Yay. the book I chose today is called Pretty Little Wife by Darby Kane. Oh, that was a book of the month, right? It was. It was book of the month um, in January 2020. I read nice. it in November 2020, so I had to reread it again before this. And it is one of the only books that I, like, we talked about this before. Like, I can never remember the plots of the books, but this one I remembered mostly. So I re-listened to it just to, like, make sure I was getting everything. And I was just like, yes. oh, God, it's just so good. Oh, um, my gosh. Yeah. So the link, it's 400 pages in hardback and nine hours on audiobook. And I'm going to start with trigger warnings because um, – there's a lot of trigger warnings. This book is dark. There is a lot of gaslighting, domestic violence, mention of child kidnapping, rape, torture, pedophilia, abuse of power position, misogyny. There's a lot happening in wow. this book. Wow, that's, that's a lot. Yes. What I will say, though, is it's not uh, detailed, graphic, gruesome. It's just it talks about those things a lot. And it does it does show the gaslighting, though, um, and some of the domestic violence. But everything else is more um, uh, alluded to or like lightly touched on. So just want to make sure I'm okay. being clear about the triggers, because some people can handle some mention of things, but not like graphic details. And this is not graphic details. So which is great. Okay, so the synopsis of this book is, uh, I love that there's these two quotes, one on the on the front and one inside the jacket that says, there's more than one way to end a marriage, and shouldn't a dead husband stay dead? Oh, oh gosh. God. So good. Um, oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, so people in upstate New York are going missing. Um, so that's where it's set, upstate New York. There's these several co-eds, and now Lila Ridgefield's husband, Aaron, has gone missing. There's a true po true crime podcast covering the disappearances, and everyone in the area is invested into what happened, including Lila, who's really confused about why her husband's missing because she was the last one to see his body in the, his car. She parked at the school, and now it and the car are missing. Um, wow. And that is not a spoiler; that is straight up from, <laughs> from the from the jacket. So, okay, okay, um, yeah. So Lila and Aaron 
uh, her husband, they have this tepid relationship that from the outside looks like absolutely perfect, but inside it's full of gaslighting, mental, emotional abuse, a lot of drama, a lot of tension and stress. Then Lila finds some evidence that Aaron is much worse than a manipulative asshole to her. And she decides based on this new evidence of this thing that he's done that he needs to die. So sure. it, it, as it's you multiple do. as you do. Yeah, it's multiple POV and multiple timelines in this book. So we follow Lila going back before she kills Aaron and um, kind of her planning. Uh, We unravel her plans to kill him. And then we see what happens after the car has disappeared, where she thinks his body's going to get discovered, which is what she's planned. And then turns out he actually shows up missing or goes missing. So then she's like, what the hell? Uh, Where did he go? Also, like, okay, he's still alive. Clearly, then he's going to be coming with me. Uh, He's going to be coming after me again. Because even after he's missing, he's still messing with her. So she receives these notes that tell her that she's being watched and that someone knows what she tried to do. And so she's trying to figure out what, where the hell are these notes coming from? She's like, has kind of being, you know, tortured or if you will mentally and then all while the police detectives are breathing down her neck so she's and she's also trying to figure out where Aaron is before he gets to her oh my gosh so much so much this book is so good has so many layers so many secrets it's a lot of also I really love that there's a lot of women helping women in this book in a in a very interesting way I I've noticed a trend since we started this podcast I really tend to go towards books that are like women rage women (laughs) banding together against bad guys and psychopaths so it's fun yeah so the the characters we've got is we've got Lila who has a POV we have detective Jenny so she has a POV We've got Aaron, who's Liza's husband and or Lila's husband and a local local pillar of the community. He's a high school field hockey coach and everybody loves him. There's Brent, who is Aaron's best friend and the high school principal. Jared, Aaron's brother and Lila's confidant. Cassie, who is Lila and Aaron's nosy neighbor, who shows up a whole lot and is kind of <laughs> weird. Um, Pete, Detective Jenny's partner. Christina, who is Li- Lila's realtor boss and good friend. And then Tobias, Lil- Lila's, I keep wanting to say Lily, Lila's friend and attorney. <laughs> So there's a, I mean, okay. there's a pretty big cast. There's also like a, a boyfriend who was a um, forensic criminologist at a university that um, that Lila knows, and all of these things. So lots of lots of people. What worked about the story for me is that it was really rich and nuanced. So every character has a background that is explored, or most of the characters, but the big ones all have a background that's explored and explains why they act the way that they do. There's like all your classic thriller tropes are thrown into this book. There's a toxic marriage. There's stalking. There's fucked up character backstories. There's bad men, fed up women, missing girls, murder, a true crime podcast, a smart detective who's constantly undermined, missing co-eds, a small town neighborhood drama, secrets, secrets, secrets. Like this is just, it's so, it's such a good book. It's like it's not. It has I'm everything. Not, it has everything. It has everything. Exactly. I rated it five stars. I think you can probably tell from what my review is. I can't. Um, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Similar books that I picked. I've only picked two. The Last Mrs. Parrish by Liv Constantine. Oh yes, I love that. And Pretty Girls by Karen Slaughter. So it's like okay, the last Mrs. Parrish meets Pretty Girls, and uh, for those readers out there who have read those two, like you'll get why this. That's it's just an amazing combination. Wow, that literally sounds so good. Yeah, have you read it before? No. Oh, you haven't? Oh my gosh! When you said no. book of the month, I thought maybe you had, but yeah, that's I have yeah. it. 
I have it here on my shelf, but I've never read it. And it sounds okay. so good. I'm so yeah. – I know I got it for a reason, and that's the reason it sounds that good. That is the reason. Yeah, you're going to bump that up the list because it's, it's good. Yeah, I will. I'm looking at it right now. I'm just going to just put, pull it out, start reading it hopefully soon. Perfect. Amazing. All right. Awesome. Well, my book is The Last to Vanish by Megan Miranda. Oh. Um, and you probably know her from The Girl from Widow Hills or Such a Quiet Place, The Perfect Stranger, All the Missing Girls. Um, this book came out July 26, 2022. So it's her newest book. And it is so atmospheric. So the book is about um, a woman named Abby. And she is the manager of the Passage Inn, which is an upscale resort in North Carolina in this tiny little mountain town um, called Cutter's Pass. So Cutter's Pass is known for like rafting and hiking um, because it's right by the Appalachian Trail. And you can walk, like you walk by a beautiful waterfall and this little trail and it leads you right into the Appalachian Mountains. But the Passage Inn is becoming well known because there have been a series of disappearances from the area. Um, First, there was a group of friends called the Fraternity Four that all disappeared. Um, And then, yeah. And then years later, a hiker goes missing, a photographer, and then now most recently a journalist. Um, And then the journalist brother shows up to the passage in um, and starts questioning people, um, the friends and co-workers and all of that, trying to figure out what went on with his brother. So I loved the setting um, in the Appalachian Mountains. I thought it was amazing. Like it was very atmospheric, chilly, like you can imagine being at the foot of the mountains. And um, I thought that was really well done, which I I always like when it's kind of like something I can imagine, you know? So that was nice. Um, The characters transported to a place is so great. Sorry. It is like that. No, that says a lot about an author when you can feel like you're actually in that location, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So characters, Abby is the manager. Um, Trey is the brother of the missing journalist. Um, and his name was Landon or is Landon. Um, and then Celeste is the owner of the inn. And then there's Georgia, who is another worker at the inn. So the inn is cool because it's kind of a place for like wayward travelers. You know, a lot of the people who work there started hiking the trail and just stuck around and started working there. So it's kind of a fun like summer camp type vibe, um, which I thought was nice. So I... Besides the look location, I really liked the way that the town was at the center of a lot of these disappearances. So you felt like the town was kind of a character um, mm, because I it played that. a really big part. I thought that was really cool. Um, and the imagery was beautiful. You know, everything. Um, I actually, I the reason I extra liked it is because I actually worked in the mountains at a summer camp in college, so I could imagine. Oh, that's like, so cool. everything. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was super neat. But the problem with this book is that you know how some books ramp up as you get in. I felt like this book ramped down, which was very oh, disappointing. Okay. So I felt like okay. as it got closer to the end, it got a lot slower. Um, it was not very fast paced. The reveal. So the reveal was surprising. I did not know, you know, who was doing right. what, but I That's didn't good. care. Yeah, but okay. I just didn't care. That's not like good. I didn't That's connect. <laughs> no. 
I didn't connect with the suspects. So either way, I was kind of like, eh, you know, like, I don't, I'm not connected to this. So it was kind of a letdown. Um, I felt like she could do a lot more with the characters. Um, and they felt pretty one dimensional to me, which mm-hmm. was a little bit disappointing. Um, because in the beginning, it was so interesting. And there was so much promise. Um, but I felt like it didn't really go anywhere. Um, yeah. So I rated it three stars. And the only trigger warning is the death of a parent. Um, which was one big part of that. So um, similar books, These Silent Woods, um, A Flicker in the Dark, um, or We Are All the Same in the Dark were kind of similar books to this one. Um, So I I did like it, but I think I would probably recommend a different book um, only because for me, it was it was a little bit harder to connect with the characters than than normal. Like normally I connect with characters super fast, but this one I just yeah. didn't feel I felt like I had more in common with the setting than with the characters, which okay. was I mean, it was okay, but yeah, so it was yeah. three stars. It was good. Definitely think people will get a lot out of it. It was a good, solid mystery for sure. Okay. I will. So I have a couple things to add. One, um, another similar book to what you just described is One Step Too Far by Lisa Gardner. That book is excellent it's all kind of set up in the mountains and there's people that are missing and they're going and looking for missing people like the town is engaged and stuff it it's very good um it's the second in the is that part of her series it's the frankie elkin series so she had it yes you know what i'm talking about right like she um frankie elkin looks for missing people um yes that that series is awesome it is really good yes so that totally reminded me of that um based on what you were saying with the wilderness and the um and the disappearing people and stuff. The second thing I was going to say is I I find a lot of what I think people connect to with Megan Miranda's work is that if they like a good slow burn, um, for me, I am not a slow burn reader. Like yeah, that's just yeah. real tough for me to get into. So, but I think if people really enjoy that, she's a great author for it because I do feel a lot of her books have a very slow burn to them. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. Like they have good atmosphere, but yeah, they're very a good slower. atmosphere. I very good about writing the atmospheric setting, like um, the uh, quiet place or whatever that one is called, like that neighborhood. Yeah. I could picture it. So, oh my, I was so great. It's just too slow for me. Yeah. I know what you like it's I feel like it just depends the mood too if you're like Mm -hmm. at home in the dark snuggle under a blanket you're like ooh, I want something like that builds it's not too creepy that's just like super atmospheric then it's perfect yeah yeah totally and I think a lot of her works are are, I found that way um the one of I have one of hers that I loved that was and it was actually her YA thriller Um, oh wow so before she started because she was a a Reese Witherspoon pick so that's really what got her kind of more on the map um but she had she did YA before that and I don't really read a lot of YA but I did with my like friend book club on this one Mm -hmm. I'm I'm looking for right now oh it's called The Safest Lies and um that one, it came out in 2016, and it is it is for is a YA thriller, but it's great. Uh, I rated this one four stars. is really good, and it's got um, this woman, this this girl who has lived in fear uh, her whole life because her mom hasn't set foot outside the front door in 17 years since she escaped oh, wow. kidnappers, um, and. She escaped her kidnappers with nothing but her attacker's baby growing inside her body, who is the girl, Kelsey. <sighs> so it's oh, all gosh. about, like, why they're hiding and all of this. Like, it's really, really good. That one's called The Safest Lies. That's probably my favorite from um, from Megan wow. Miranda. That is very 
that has a lot going on just from that description I'm like I don't even know what to say that's crazy yeah 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 yeah. so uh anyway well um I'm glad that you reviewed that book it's been on on my radar and so uh, it was good to hear kind of what's going on I enjoyed the uh, the idea of the forest area though that atmosphere yes a forest is a great setting for a book I feel like (laughs) they're just so mysterious so dark it's like so anything can happen in a forest you know and it's also relatable because we've all been walking in the forest and it's been like kind of dark and we're like oh there's a killer somewhere here for sure for sure oh my god okay so i'm originally from arizona which yeah in northern arizona you've got some mountains and stuff and some forests but i'm from the southern part of arizona so it's just desert like you get up on a one of the foothills and it's just like you can see for miles right so when i first moved to seattle or into western washington we would drive like anywhere i, w- I had to drive a lot for my job because i was um covering some territory and every time I would drive I'd be like oh my god there's dead bodies all over this place definitely in those woods right like we are driving by a lot of dead bodies because there's so many places to hide dead bodies it's crazy a hundred (laughs) percent pretty much anywhere is a good place out there which is scary it's real scary it is like if you're in the desert go ahead no sorry go ahead oh no go ahead I was just gonna say have you read the um Anne Frazier she has a series the Inland Empire series it's called Find Me the first book Mm -mm. oh my gosh it makes me think of that because in that book like there's oh there's so much going on but pretty much there's like a serial killer who was like okay I'm gonna I will lead you to the graves of my victims if (gasps) I can meet this one FBI profiler who's actually his daughter and they go out Uh uh-huh and she's like okay and as a child this girl was the bait to lure his victims so she would be there and like crying and he would get his victims and um she would just sit there and he would murder them and then so it flashes back to her childhood they go on this long road trip into the desert um and so it may really makes me think of that because it's kind of like they're looking for the bodies but it's like every rock looks the same and there's so many places that it can hide that it's really hard even he knows where they are and he can't even find all of them oh my god that sounds that's so gary ridgeway like yes um, yes the green river killer because the his whole yes. deal was he was convicted of all of his murders but the he got the death penalty taken away before they removed the, abolish it in washington because he was like yeah i'll take you to where the bodies are um and he's still like they still go out and search for bodies of his like as of in the last couple of years isn't that nuts um yeah yeah, I put this on my TBR I just added it on Goodreads um I can see I follow you on Goodreads and I can see that you gave it a five stars so that's that's really telling oh yeah I did her series I read the first I think there's two out now maybe or three I don't know but I've read at least two and they're both so good the premise is so good like oh my goodness and I no one knows about this series and I'm like you guys she is so amazing I it originally caught my attention because the book is set in the Inland Empire which is where I live so I was like oh perfect like I want to learn about this and then I was like you are amazing this book is fantastic the premise is wonderful oh it's so good okay yeah so find me by Anne Frazier I will be definitely looking to pick that up because uh yeah you sold me on it totally I'm sold 100% like so so good 
so many good thriller books. I feel like we could just talk about thriller book recommendations all day and like one to another to another to another. Um, <laughs> but we will let our listeners get back to reading. Uh, if you guys like what you are hearing, please subscribe, leave us a review, rate. It takes like two seconds just to give us, you know, five stars on whatever it is your yeah. platform you're using. We really appreciate it. it makes a literally big two seconds. It does. We look at it every day and we say, hmm, it's just interesting that everybody hates us. So if anyone kind of tolerates us, tell us. Thank you. <laughs> Please do. And then as always, you can uh, contact us um, on Instagram at Thrillers by the Book Club Pod, or you can DM us directly. I'm at Olivia Day Writes. And I'm Thriller Book Babe. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day slash night. Bye. Bye.